0: Blog Talk Radio. Come on, put your
1: hands together. Great is the Lord.
0: Great is the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Gregory Turner.
2: And I'm your co-host, Brian J. Henderson.
0: Brian, Brian, we have something for everybody tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am excited. I've been excited ever since we booked to come on the show. And I tell you what, Brian, we are going to have a great time and Anybody out there listening, please get your pen and your pads ready. Uh, if you got the popcorn, put that on, too. We're going to have a good time, Brian. I, kn- I know you're excited.
2: <laughs> you know, I am. As always, you know, I get excited about every show, and this one is no different. You know, as a, earlier I was I was uh, sort of toying around with our guest, and I asked her, was she ready? I said, you're not ready. You're not ready. She's like, I am ready. <laughs> and so... You know, I know she's I know she's ready for y'all tonight, and I hope y'all have your pens and pads ready, yes. because your life is going to be changed.
0: Yes, it will. Real
2: soon, I, I promise you that.
0: Yes, and Brian, you know a lot of people out there are going through today. A lot of people are receiving bad news on a daily basis. A lot of people are out there just flat out hurting and need someone to say and be obedient and give them the word that was given to them earlier this morning or yesterday or last week. You know, we just don't know who's listening and, and what they need to hear. But I I really believe with all my heart, Brian, we're going to hear that tonight.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. I, I, I know it. As yeah. a matter of fact, I said you can bank on it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, Brian, you know what? What about those people? that we receive emails from all the time, that are in the valley, that are struggling, that have been abused and misused and left for dead, just like our guest. No one ever thought she would be where she is right now. And, Brian, I don't know if she ever thought that she would be where she is right now, but something in someone held on. Someone believed in her, and someone trusted her life to carry out every detail that she's gone through. And, Brian, she didn't quit. She's still fighting, and she's changing lives all around the world.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Let's go ahead and bring her in, because I know she's probably saying, you know what, they have not said who I am yet. They haven't introduced me. They, they're just running their mouths. <laughs> so
0: Brian, let's go ahead and bring
2: our guest in tonight. Our guest is minister and author, Tricia D. Banks. She is an anointed speaker, and gifted writer who has an awesome testimony of the power of change that Christ brings when we yield ourselves to him. She is a wife and a mother of four, and she is on with us live tonight, and we welcome you to the Abundant Solutions Hour.
0: Thank
1: you, Greg and Brian. so good to be with you all again.
0: Yes, and you know what? How long has it been, Brian? Since we had her on, it's been forever. But you know what? That doesn't matter. We we have her back on now. We're excited, and I tell you what, uh, Elder Banks, we are going to have a wonderful time, and we know that you uh, are going to say just what you're supposed to say.
1: I'm so glad that you all, you know, I've been thinking about you all. I I we first met on on MySpace, I believe. Yeah. And I never go on there anymore. And <laughs> I was on Facebook and I saw your picture and I said, "Oh gosh, it's been so long since I've talked to them." So I was really glad you all called.
0: Good, good, good. I tell you what, you you heard us talking about people being thrown away, left for dead, just just pushed to the side and and no one really cared about them, or 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 it seemed to them that way. With a lot of people committing suicide and losing their jobs, and with the divorce rate, and people just going through, you know, we know you went through that. We know that it was something that sustained you when you went through all of this, and we just want to know what was it? What was that thing that gave you the power to keep getting up? You know. Uh-
1: you know, the, the the simple and quick answer to that is that it was God. But before I got to the place where I was up, because I when I got knocked down, I didn't immediately get back up. And I know that there are many people, and, and I'm sure many of your listeners, who have gotten knocked down. We don't always immediately get up. You know, someone who may be encouraging us or praying with us or saying, just get up, just get up, it's not... You know, it can be that easy, but we don't always allow it to be that easy. But when we get to the point where we are tired of being knocked down, we're tired of wallowing in the mud, and we put God at the priority, when we put Christ and the word of God first in our life, and you make, you just have to, within yourself, everybody has that point that they get to when they say, you know what? I'm just going to trust God. I don't care what I've got to go through. I don't care what it looks like. I'm not staying here. I'm come. I'm going to get up and get up out of this. And that's what happened, you know, with me many times on, on many, you know, different occasions where I was down. But you know what? I was not out. And for those who are listening tonight, who you're down, you're feeling like you're down. Uh, we're going to get into some scripture and talk about walking in victory in just a moment. But just because you're down, it doesn't mean that you're out. Don't give up on yourself. Christ came and He died for you well over two thousand years ago. He didn't give up on you, and you weren't even born yet. So hmm. how can you give up on yourself? You know, we we gotta we gotta stop getting down and staying down, we have to get that what I call spiritual tenacity where we say, you know what, enough is enough, I'm down, it's ugly, my situation don't look good, but you know what, I don't care. I'm not going to let this thing, I'm not going to let this obstacle keep me in this place. Mm -hmm. God has done too much in our lives. He's done too much if we even look back at the things he's already done for us. Why would he not bring you out of this thing that you're in now? You know, I think sometimes we forget what he's already done for us. We forget how he's already made a way when we thought before that there was no way. So surely he can bring you out of this too that you're in. We just have to be encouraged. We have to remember who we are in Christ. We have to remember whose child we are. We have to remember who we're crying out to when we call out to God, our Father, and who he is and his greatness.
2: And his power. We gotta remember that. Mm. Amen. I have to say to that. You know, here, here's my question. Now, with that all that you said, what about the people who don't know enough about Christ to even make the statement of, you know, what He's done for us? What would you What would you say to someone who had just come out of Let's say a, a bad situation, didn't know Christ, didn't know a thing about, you know, forgiveness and redemption through Jesus Christ. What would you say to them?
1: You know, to someone who who does not know Christ, I, I think I think it's so amazing how God orchestrates the affairs of our lives and how He orchestrates and allows. People to be in certain places. I believe, you know, when I encounter someone who does not know Christ, it's amazing how God will bring into my path women or men, individuals who are going through similar things that I went through. So the Bible talks about us overcoming by the blood of the Lamb and the words of our testimony. So, when, you know, God has a way of putting the right people in your path, and if you think about it, people that you've been allowed to minister to, nine times out of ten, it's someone who has gone through something similar to what you've gone through or someone that you know have gone through. We don't always have to quote scripture, you know, or, or open the Bible. You know, we are the Bible. We are the Word. We're able to share our lives, our experiences, experiences, which many times I end up doing, it becomes just a conversation, depending on what they're going through. I can let know, you know what, I went through the same thing, or you know what, my husband went through this. This is what happened in his life. If, if, if it's something that I didn't personally go through, we can share our lives, our living testimonies. We need to share, we need to, to open up to other people to, to share our experiences, not just Our successes, but even our failures, and let people see. Because, see, they won't know that God can do A, B, or C if we don't tell them. They need someone who's, especially someone who doesn't know Christ. Especially someone who doesn't know the gospel, especially someone who doesn't know the miracles that Christ has performed, let alone in the Bible, we need to share what he's done in our lives so they can see this is for real. This is not just a book that somebody wrote, these aren't just stories. But we need to be able to share with other individuals. To show the love of Christ. Not just talk about what's in and, and trust me. I'm not saying don't share the, the Bible, don't share the word of God. But when we share our lives, it makes the Bible become real. It makes God become real. When we talk about redemption and forgiveness, That redemption, what is that? They're not going to understand our Christian lingo. So we have to share our lives and our experiences, and that makes the word of God become real for them. Then we help that person get connected to a house of God where they can learn and they can grow, and then they can begin to learn more about the Word of God, and it becomes even more real for them. But I think the first step is let's share ourselves. Let's share ourselves with other people, especially those who don't know, who don't know Christ, who don't know what we're talking about when we're throwing around these words, salvation. Well, what is salvation? Well, explain to them. How has he, he, he redeemed you? What was your life like before? So we've got to get back to, you know, now that we are have these titles and we're in these positions and, and we've had some success in Christ, you know, we forget or we don't want to stay all of what we used to be because then we want to keep ourselves on a pedestal. We've got to be able to be transparent with individuals so that they can see, well, I'm not just, I'm not Elder Banks, my mother didn't name me Elder, she named me Trisha, mm-hmm. <laughs> So we need to be able to see Trisha and who Trisha is. That Trisha's a real person, Trisha has been hurt before tresha's had failures before, but guess what Trisha his uncle had successes before, and let me share let me tell you what God did for me. Let me tell you how he did it and then talk- just talking with people,
2: yeah, you know the one thing I've found that when I go and uh you know Greg and I go around and we speak to a lot of different individuals and a couple of times I've actually given my testimony and one of one of the parts of my testimony is how I used to be what I consider addicted to alcohol,
0: uh-huh. where
2: it would be five, six, sometimes seven days a week, and I would always have something in my system. Uh-huh. And I talked about how when I was freed from that, how the temptation came, and seems like everybody who uh, who who I came in contact with had alcohol, free alcohol, didn't have to buy it. When before I was spending a better part of a hundred dollars a day, you know, buying alcohol, making sure that everybody got around, you know, blowing through my whole checkup for the whole month on alcohol, you know, and so just being transparent and being real with people, and 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 just telling them how how I was delivered from that, you know, you're absolutely right. A lot of times, you know, people will see that in the Bible and. You know, people will read the Bible and they'll say, well, this is what God says in the Bible. But sometimes they need to see a living testimony. Right. You know, sometimes they need to see more than, hey, God gave you two fish and five loaves of bread, you know. Or was it five fish and two loaves of bread, however it was. I can't remember right now. But you know what I mean? Right now they need something that that's tangible, that's real, you know, that, that they can that they can experience, you know, for themselves. You know, not saying that that wasn't real, but, you know, my point is...
1: Right. It beca- it becomes, you know, it, it, we're so far removed
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: from the time, from the culture,
0: mm-hmm.
1: the time period, that it, for someone who's not familiar with Scripture, it's a story. It's a nice story. Right. It's a nice ending. But, you know, when, when we talk about our lives, you know, the story isn't over. You know, and, and and this I had this situation, I had this story, but you know what? And I was doing okay for a while, but we know that, uh, you know, we know that in this world we're gonna have trouble. Right. Temptation will always come. You never, nobody, nobody will ever get to a point where they're no longer tempted. I mean, we, you will be tempted. Now, you don't have to succumb to the temptation, but it doesn't stop. You know, the Bible talks about us going from faith to faith and from glory to glory. You know, as we overcome, that's how we go from faith to faith and glory to glory. We go from one faith experience to the next faith experience. So as we continue to overcome, then that's how we keep our testimony fresh. And alive, you know, we shouldn't have the same testimony that we had in 1975. You know, because we're, we're still living, we're still growing, we're still evolving. With nobody's perfect, and right. so you know, especially with new believers, I think sometimes people are 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 within themselves afraid to to cross over, so to speak, because they don't they're scared they're gonna mess up, and I don't want to mess up, so I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing. Well, you're gonna mess up. But the the, the thing is, when you mess up, okay, recognize it, correct it, and keep going. Because nobody's Mm -hmm. perfect. You know, everybody messes up. You can't be afraid to step out because you think you're going to mess up. You know, everybody
0: messes up. And that's so true. You know, we have a lot of people that sit around, and uh, and I'm not down to people that when I say sitting around, but you have people that are outside just watching the church people, the people that are so-called into the church, and they watch them, and it's sad that they judge them. They really will. And when that person inside the church make a mistake or do something that they shouldn't do, immediately rocks are thrown at this person. Oh, you see, that's why I don't go into church, and that's why I don't do Mm -hmm. this, and that's why I don't do that. But the thing is, Tricia, people need to learn and get to know and have that relationship with God for themselves. They can't worry about what somebody else is out there doing. Everybody's not going to do the right thing at all the right you know at at all times you know they either they're, none of us are always good and none of us are always bad you know so what would you say to that outsider that's out there judging and watching those inside of the church and basing their uh, attendance on what they see in the church? Hello. Yes. Brian, are you there?
2: Yes, we're here. We're back live. We had okay. some technical difficulties.
0: Okay, okay. But did you hear my is Banks question? Is you
2: still there?
1: I'm here. The last thing I heard you say is people need to
0: learn in okay. reference to Okay, okay. <laughs> what, what, someone in the church. my My question was, what do we say to the people that are out there on the outside judging those that are in the church, that makes mistakes, and they're basing their right. attendance on... How people inside the church are living. uh what would you say to them? I think where where people mess
1: up is when you're when your eyes are focused, your eyes can never be focused on the person, on the man of God, on the woman of God. our trust, our tendency, everything has to be on god when when we take our eyes off God and we put the man on a pedestal as if they can do no wrong, and then that man falls, we get messed up. That's how people get messed up, and then it's like there's no there's no trust, there's no hope, there's no, you know, they're, they're attributing that to God because they've made that man or woman God in their eyes, and there's a difference. So we can't look at the person. And then say, well, you know, that's why I'm not. Well, everybody's got to stand before God for themselves. And you can't allow the mistakes of another person who's just a human being, just like you are, to cause you to walk away from um, what God is trying to do in your life. Because now you're messed up. And it's unfortunate that it happens, but it does. But we can't put man up. I don't care who he is or what his title is or how many churches he has or what. We can never or we should never put people so high on a pedestal because if that person does something, then our world is crashed. And and you can't allow that to happen. You You can't put a esteem that person that high. It's like we've made that person God even though that person should be a representative of God, but people, people mess up. I mean, it's true. People, we've seen it, especially in the past, you know, three to four years, you know, many, you know, we've seen uh, the mistakes of, of men and women of God, but we can't, you know, you can't allow the mistakes of another person to cause you to take a step back from God because that person has their relationship with God, and, and your it has nothing to do with what your personal relationship uh, with God is. So that's you know that unfortunately uh, it does happen, but you know that we shouldn't let that be a stumbling block, you know, for us because as I said, they're human just like you're human. They mess up, which is why in churches. Um, you know, churches shouldn't be personality driven. You know, if, if if that person messes up, the church shouldn't fall apart because you know we have we should be 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 uh, surrounded by you know men and women of God who can cover that man or woman of God when they fall, so that uh, ministry can go on. But as I said, it's unfortunate that it does happen. But um, our focus needs to be on God and and not on a man or a woman.
2: Amen, absolutely. And you know, it's funny that you say it, that you said that, and we were just watching uh, the president's address earlier, and many people, from um, the standpoint of who the president is, try to say that he's the antichrist, or people are saying he he thinks he's God and so forth. <laughs> you know, and so the fact that you said that it was kind of funny. I was watching it, and I was thinking about how. Um, the reaction that you would see from the right side of the audience and the left side of the audience. And, you know, it was just funny how some people really believe that he is, you know, either the antichrist or the second coming of Christ, you know, so, you know, but we all know the truth. We know that, you know, he's just a man just like everybody else. And, you know, he's, you know, handling the job as president in the best way he knows how, and that we we all hope and pray that God is definitely guiding his hand, but we know that he's not God, you know.
0: Right. <laughs>
2: you know, but my question is now, um, you know, I've been doing a little researching about um, what you do and some of the things that you've been involved with, and I want you to tell us how can we find a woman that any man can love? <laughs>
1: Well, you're talking to her now. (laughs) You call me on the phone. (laughs) Uh, uh, The reference is to my book title, um, Mm -hmm. A Woman Any Man Can Love, which I think I told you all the the first time that I was on. My husband actually uh, titled the book for me once I just writing it, and I was like, okay, because I didn't have a title. I could not, um, I just could not settle on a title, and I couldn't, I was, my. I kind of was up against the wall, you know, the book is written, it's done, and it's untitled, and the book is based on Proverbs 31, mm-hmm. Um, the Proverbs 31 woman, I, I, I go through the book and look at it. As I was saying earlier, you know, when when we look at Scripture sometimes, especially people who are not um, into the Bible on a daily basis or weekly or even monthly sometimes, it becomes a story, and, and we need to make it real uh, for us today. So I go through Proverbs 31 and simply go through big through Scripture to make it apply to us today, to women today. So, if you want to know how how do you find a woman any man can love, you become not all things to all people because that's impossible to do. But and, and being a woman any man can love is not about um, how to get a man, how to keep a man. You know, it is not any of that. I do, although it is discussed in the book. But the the, the premise of the book is how to become that woman of God, the woman of God that he designed you to be, Mm -hmm. not woman that you see who you think is, oh, she is, man, if I could just be like her. No, God created you with a specific purpose, with a specific gift for a specific reason. Discover that and be that and be the you that you can be be that anointed woman of God that he's called you to be you don't have to strive to be this or to be that or you know when I first started uh, ministering I would always you know I would I would hear certain people and back at my church in Florida there was this one uh, evangelist she would she whenever she would minister man I used to say God I want to preach like that, man. She's got just such force, such power, man. She's so strong. That's how I want to preach, and I wait. I carry that. I carried that for a long time, and we were talking one day, and we were start actually we went on a trip to Africa together, and we kind of started calling each other big sister, little sister, and I told her, and I I said, man, I said, I just wish I could just preach like you. She said, what? She said, no, you don't. She said, all that holiness, that I do. She said, I wish I could preach and minister like you. To be able to just, okay, get in, get into the Word and pulling stuff out and being calm and, and getting your point across in a way that people can understand and is clear. And I'm thinking, okay, here I am trying to be this woman <laughs> and wishing I could be like this woman, and this woman is thinking the same thing. I wish I could deliver like you deliver. You know, we need to all stay in our lanes. We will reach, I think we will reach the people we're intended to reach if we be who God has called us to be. And just on the man front, if we be who God has called us to be, scripture becomes true. He who finds a wife, finds a good thing, he can't find you if you're busy trying to be somebody else.
0: Mm. So
1: you know we've got to be true to who we are. You know we all have little things we don't like about ourselves or wish I could change it. Why would you wish you could change what God gave you? That's mm. like somebody giving you a gift and you saying I want that. Gift. I don't uh-uh. even though you need it. <laughs> you need the gift. The gift is gonna make your life a lot better.
0: But you say
1: I don't want that. I want that, and then you end up with that, and you lacking that thing. And we go through life with this void. You know how people say, you know, I just got, I just feel this void. I just, I, I there's something missing in my life. Did you perhaps turn down something that God tried to send your way? You know, he. we have all gifts, we have talents, we have things that, you know, and I talk about in the book how we all have things that just come natural to us. We just do it. It's automatic. You don't even think about it. Those are gifts that God gave you. But many, we think, oh, that, that that's not a gift. That's no gift. I can just, that's just nothing. You know, that's a slap in the face of God. He's blessed you. He's equipped you. He's given you what you need to remove your own burdens and destroy your own yoke. but we want to cast that aside to take on what He gave somebody else. and we've got, we've got to stop as women. I' men, and I'm saying as women, but I'm sure men may do the same thing. I don't know it may be more maybe more so with women, but we've got to tap into what God gave us. And what God has put into us You know about a year or so ago um, I met this woman And you know she began To talk about how You know things that I had And I'm thinking You know God has blessed you too Don't look at what I have because all that you see may not really be all that you think. (laughs) You know, all that glitters isn't gold. It's not always green on the other side. You know, then you get there, you realize, oh, man, I was better on where I was. Well, yeah, because God has equipped you and he's blessed you. Being a woman any man can love, it's about being the best wife that you can be to your spouse. It's about being the best mother. That you can be to your children. It's about being the best employee that you need to be for your boss. It's about being the best daughter, the best friend. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. about being the best you. It's not mm. so much about oh, what do I what do I need to be to get a man? Well, no, you don't need to be anything <laughs> to get a man. Be you. And if that's the person that if if, if when, when the person who God has, has has equipped and prepared for you, let him find you. Let him find you, baby girl. Don't you don't you know? We want to do all these things to attract, and many times what we trying to attract is not what we need, <laughs> not what or who we need. Mm-hmm. What we need is what we want to cast aside. No, not him. You know, I won't say, you know. So it's about just, you know, being who you are. When we are comfortable in ourselves as women, and I think and you two gentlemen can answer this question. I'm not a man, so I can't answer, but this is just my own thinking and theory. When a woman is confident, and who she is not overbearing, not boastful, not loud, and you know just out of this world. But when she is confident in who she is, she knows who she is. She's comfortable with herself. She's flowing. She's not perfect, but just confident in who she is and comfortable being by herself. I don't need you to be. I don't need you to be with me and I want you to be with me, you know what I'm saying right. when a woman is is that way, I think that woman is more attractive to the man than the woman who is going after the man you know if that if if he wants you, he'll find you and right. he will make he will he will he will make sure he will go on the hunt. And he will capture you So you know we kind of lost that You know we now you know we're We're independent and, and Which is a good thing we need to be Independent but not so much To the point where we're so forceful I'm just Going to bulldoze and It don't matter what you think This is the way it is you know we right. Kind of flip roles and Men now are like we you know They waiting on the woman to To come after them because it's just what how things have become.
0: Yes, you know what I think. You no, know, we've got
1: to allow the the
0: the the
1: chase.
0: You yes. know that chase uh, yes. pursuit. That's true. That's true. I, you know, so many um, women, I would say, are. Uh, I think they get impatient and they make bad decisions. I think they they get impatient sometimes, and men they get impatient too. But uh, speaking on what you were talking about. That's so true. If if a woman is independent and, and she is following the Lord and she's doing what he tells her to do, you're absolutely right. A man will see that. He'll see that in that woman. And if that woman is faking it or whatever, that man, he's going to see it. It's going to show.
1: Yeah.
0: It's going to show. And that's so sad. Uh, you, you have a lot of women looking at a uh, Tricia Banks and wants to be just like Tricia, and they'll try to design their life like you. And when uh, you get your blessing and they don't, they become angry. They they, they become angry because they've lost uh, all knowing of who they are. Um, I think that happens with being impatient and not having what they want, having that husband or having that family. And they become impatient and they lose focus. And, Trisha, how do they get back to knowing who they are?
1: You know, you have to really. Sometimes it means cutting everything away. Sometimes it means, you know what? I'm I'm so far out here. I've gotta, I've gotta now reconnect and real my. It, it, it's about getting, getting. I think when we get closer to God, when we cut out some of the well, not some. When we cut out the distractions that are before us, we're able to. God can speak to us because as long as there's that distraction is in the way it's it's a block it's a wall that we've put up we can't see from him we can't see him we can't clearly hear what he's trying to say to us in the spirit because we've got so many distractions we have so many things around us sometimes it means you know what I, I'm not going to I can't look at TV. I don't want to look. I, I, I don't want to have all this stuff in my mind because you know, many times the, the stuff that we look at on TV, we think, oh, it's just entertainment. But that stuff gets in your spirit, and then you begin to desire what you see on TV or certain music words. Words are so important. You know, it gets, it goes in your ear, and if you continue to 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 subject yourself to that, it gets in your spirit. And it becomes a part of who you are. So. We have to
0: fast,
1: you know, and fasting isn't always just about food. Yeah, we can fast from food, but there may be some people we need to fast from. There may be something that I'm taking into my eye gate that I need to fast from. There may be something that's going into my ear gate that I need to fast from for a period of time so that I can clearly hear from God. Because, you know, yes, you can call your prayer partner. You can call you know, that elder, that person who can talk to you and pray with you, and, and and that's well and that's good. We need wise counsel, but only God truly knows what's best for us. Only God can get us back on the right path, so we've got to get to where we can connect to God so that we can get back on track. Because the only way we're going to be on track is under his direction. We've got to Time just you know what I'm gonna go to work and come home and and, and get if, if we've got kids when they go to bed, you know we have we can't just go into a vacuum, but once they're so you know I need some time, I need some quiet time, where it's me and God, where I'm talking to God, you know and 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 talking you know talking to God, prayer communication is two way. It's not just I pray and, like, okay, I pray. Well, you know what? I need to spend some time being quiet, listening, meditating. What is he going to say back to me? And then that next day or later on, be have your eyes, your spiritual eyes open because he's showing us stuff all the time. But sometimes we're not paying attention. We pray a certain thing, then he orchestrates a situation to answer that prayer that we prayed. But if we if we slough it off as, Oh, this coincidence, oh no, surely he's gonna mean that. Well yeah, that. <laughs> so we gotta get we've gotta get the distractions out of the way so that then we can reconnect with God. And, and rediscover Him, because once we do that, you know, we we can get back on the on the right track. When you asked that question, you I thought about um, uh, with my my husband and I when when we he wasn't my husband and I was actually pregnant with my first child um, before we were married. And the relationship was, to say that it was rocky, was, uh, is an understatement. And I was living in Atlanta, no family in Atlanta, Um, all my family's in Florida, and, you know, things are just not good. So I'm thinking about, okay, I need to go back home because I'm up here, I'm pregnant, and. He's tripping, so what do I do here, you know? And, you know, there's that part of me that's saying, no, don't leave. Things will get better. You know, it'll work out. And I, it was a distraction. It, I Even though I wanted to stay, I loved him, but the situation was jacked up. So I had to separate myself from him was not the best of circumstances, had no job, was still in college, hadn't finished a year to go, and I'm pregnant, and my life is just seems like it's spiraling out of control. So, But I had to separate myself from that situation so that I could work on me. And now here is an innocent person coming into the picture who didn't ask to come into the picture, but guess what? She was coming, like it or not. So I had to remove myself, and that time that we were separated, I was able to to find out who I am without the distraction of the drama of what was going on, and leaving was the best thing that I could have done. Had I stayed, we probably would not be together today. Because who knows what would have, just the drama of it all would probably have been too much. But that that time apart allowed both of us to rediscover God, to rediscover who we were, to to look at even our purpose and our destinies. And then after that time, we came back together with a relationship that was strong, that was strengthened, that was solid, and we never looked back. And we that's that's been since nineteen we got married in nineteen ninety seven we've been married for twelve years, and looking back at how we started, you know who would have ever thought we'd be together today just with everything that we had to go through, but I truly believe I truly believe that that time apart, getting rid of the distraction, strengthened the relationship. That we have, and and I said that to say, you know, there's so many times when women are involved in relationships and 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 stay physically in it um, for whatever reason. You know, it's going to change. Things are going to get better. I don't want to leave. What if I leave and somebody else gets him? If somebody else gets him, then it wasn't meant for you to have. Get work on you. Work on you. There's nothing more important than working on you because when your head is clear, when you're thinking clearly, then you can hear from God. When you've got all this distress, you're trying to do something to please somebody else and things are not the way they need to be, you've got to get you strong. You've got to get you spiritually built up so that you're not allowing yourself to be tricked by the enemy. Because when we got distractions, you know, the Bible says, "Don't give a place to the devil." We give him place. So there's nothing wrong. I don't. There's nothing wrong with removing yourself from a situation so that you can get you spiritually strong. So you know, I, I and I, if there's someone hopefully that blesses someone, and maybe somebody is is in a situation and things aren't working. You know, you can't. And you can't stay in it for the other person. you got to get in it if it's a relationship, if it's, you know, uh, with a, 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 a male-female thing, even sometimes the friends, people we socialize with, you know, can have devastating effects on us spiritually. You can't allow those distractions. They will mess you up every time. If you're not spiritually strong, it will not keep you down. It will knock you down. So, we we've got to get to the place where we're not afraid to let something mm-hmm. go. We can't be afraid to let it go. If it means it's gonna drive you crazy, let it go for your own sense of well being. Otherwise you're gonna walk around, you know, you pulling your hair out, you snapping at everybody, you got a bad attitude and wanna cuss everybody out and when it's not them, it's you. You need to get rid of that distraction. Let it go. Let it go. If it's meant to be, it will be. If it's not meant to be, you will be thankful for it years down the road. But let it go and work on you.
2: Yes, yes, absolutely. You know, the one thing that I've learned about being, you know, well, first of all, being who I am is that I can't let, other people define my happiness.
1: Oh, that's so true.
2: You know, and I think that's where where we fall short so many times is that we're looking for other people to define our happiness.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, we're looking for other people to say, "Hey, this I can make you happy."
0: <laughs>
2: you know, right. and and what I've found is that nobody can make me happy like me.
1: And you know what it is? You know what it's similar to earlier when you talked about people that are looking at um, the, the leaders in the church,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: then they fall away because the leader in the church does something wrong. Uh-huh. When we let someone else define our happiness, and then when they no longer, when they do something that does not make us happy, we're messed up because you were my everything. Mm-hmm. I thought you were the one who was going to change my world. I thought you, no, your world should already be changed. Right. And then that other person, and I talk about this in the book, that other person enhances your life. They don't define who you are. They enhance your life. Just like even the woman. The woman don't define an man, a man doesn't define. Even people do it with their children. You can't let other people define who we are. When we do that, we look, we, we lose because when that changes, when they change, if they do something that changes, then you're totally messed up. You're totally messed up. And this is so a little bit off the subject, but I was watching, I like to watch old movies, and um, there was a, that old Julia Roberts movie, um, Runaway Bride, and, and you know, she keeps, can't commit. and And he tells her in the movie, you can't commit because you don't know who you are. And when he's interviewing all these different men that she's left at the altar, he asked them all what kind of eggs she liked, And each one says something different because one liked a certain type, then that was her favorite. Then when another one liked that type, then that was her favorite. You know, we we don't know who we are. We're lost. We're letting all these different people define who we are and what makes us happy and what makes us tick. And when, when that whole thing is absent from us or if that thing changes – then we don't know who to be, because you you were supposed to be this. Now you're not that. So now who am I? When well, if we're solid on who we are, especially who we are in Christ, then when when if someone changes, it don't change me because you change. I know who I am. You need to get it together. <laughs> so we need to, to you know get to the point where where we have that that mentality. You know, because when we don't, you know, we end up just devastated, I mean devastated to the point where we can't function, we can't go to work, we can't go to church, we can't relate with nobody else because I don't know who I am. I don't know what I'm doing anymore.
0: Wow. And that can lead to a lot of self inflicted pain, hurt. Yeah, um, Like you said, depression. And isolation, it can also cause isolation. But uh, to women out there that are like that, and men a lot, you know, it, it does happen to men, but I, I think it probably happens to uh, women a little bit more. But for for those that are out there that are going through that, you don't have to stay in that. You're hearing a living testimony right now. Uh, she was in that situation, and, uh, and, and she could have done um, many things. But she didn't. She chose to um, look one way and, and go that way. Am I saying we don't fall short? No, we we all fall short. But the thing is, you got to keep getting up and you got to keep fighting. And you can't give in to that. And, and my question is for those uh, women—just we're just talking about women tonight—for women that are angry because they don't have a husband, or they're angry at the world because things are—you know—they're just not going the way that they want them to go. Do you think that that there's something that they're fighting against that's bringing all of this on?
1: I I lost you just for a second. Okay. I'm sorry. Can you re- repeat
0: what you know, that last you, statement you just made? Okay. Do Do you think that that the women that are alone and and lonely and, and doesn't have a husband? Do you think that? That's the, the one of the reasons that they're having those issues is because they're fighting against something that uh, that's probably uh, their answer.
1: You know, I I think that sometimes you know, like you say, we we women tend to get in themselves in situations and that whole depression, you know, that you can fall. Because it happened with me. I was married uh, actually before I was married. My current husband. I was married before, and when the marriage fell apart, I fell apart and started drinking uh, heavily. And I, I was on last time. You know, I shared my testimony. Of, you know, I, I worked in the in the strip clubs before I got married the first time, and it, it was quite innocent, uh, as innocent as it could be. But after I my marriage, first marriage fell apart. You know, it was like. I don't know what. Well, I know what came over me. It was it was the enemy. But I I just I didn't want to deal with the divorce. I didn't want to deal with you know him having an affair and leave. I didn't want to. I didn't want to hurt. I didn't want to feel the pain. So everything was self inflicted, self medicated because instead of turning. To God, for wisdom, for direction, instead of turning to, you know, wise women like my mother, uh, my grandmother, you know, women who I knew, who I knew, you know, could be a support. I didn't want to, do, to because to turn to them means I've got to talk. I've got to expose myself. I've got to feel, and I didn't want to feel that hurt. So just like, you know, you talked about uh, drinking every day. I drank every day. I got high every day. I smoked weed every day. You know, I, I I did the lace joints, taking the crack cocaine and smoking it every day, every day for a year and a half, two years, because I didn't want to deal with it. It was it was all self inflicted. So yes, I think that many times, you know, it may not and for for some of the listeners, you know, what they may be doing may not be as drastic as that, but there are many times that be self inflict ourselves because we don't feel worthy because so we let situations define who we are. We let uh mistakes define and 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 they may not even be your your mistakes. It could be something that happened to you, but we're letting it define who we are. So we end up inflicting pain on ourselves. We end up carrying guilt that we don't need to carry. So yes, I think many times Um it can be things that we're doing to ourselves because we're just not dealing with the issue at hand. And if we would just deal with the issue at hand, yeah, it may be, it's going to be uncomfortable. It may hurt a little bit, but guess what? You know, God is right there. He's right there just waiting for us to say, you know, Daddy, it's how you would do your own father or or. We, even if you didn't have a father, well, whoever that person in your life is that you know you can always go to, who you can lean your head on, and they, you just like you know, I, you know what, I got you, I got you, I'm right here, I'll, I'll be with you through this process because it is a process. But in the passage of time, you know, all, all wounds heal. In the passage of time, when we allow God in, you know, my husband, he, he, he's doing this series of messages on faith and, and on trusting God, but, you know, he he said something uh, last week, you know, we've got to allow him to do it. He's not just going to come in and say, okay, you fix because I'm God and you my child and I'm going to fix you. No, we have to allow him in to fix us. We have to open our hearts. We have to tear down walls that we put up. You know, and many times, you know, you talk about desiring a mate and desiring a spouse. Well, guess what? Sometimes we got so many walls up that, you know, the brother or the sister can't get to who you are because Mm -hmm. you got so much stuff up that they can't even see the real you Mm -hmm. because, you know, he's not going to hurt me like my ex did or, no, she ain't going to do to me what the other woman did. And it's not, you know, no, sometimes we have to be vulnerable so, you know, we we can't have the healthy relationships sometimes that God is intending for us to have that God is sending our way, even with friendships, especially among women. Friendships among women are are are, are complicated, you know? Mm-hmm. Because this woman did this and now, you know, I don't want nothing to do with women or, or, or I'm I'm not no, I ain't having no female friends because they all just out to get you. You know, they just all want you man. No, we can't be that way because there are relationships that God intends for us to have. But we've got to let some walls down so that people can see who you really are. You know, that, that, that gentleman may just need to see who you really are so that he can, so that God can come in. Let God do the work. You know,
2: we have to let God do the work. Mhm. Absolutely. Wow. You know, this has been a whoo <laughs> It's almost gone. Yeah, I you know, I I'm almost at a loss of words because, you know, I know somebody out there needed to hear what she said.
0: Oh yes. Yeah. Oh
2: yes. Yeah. You know, there's some people out there that I, that I truly believe and know that are really, really being affected and and being helped by what she said. Mm. You know, and, and Greg, you know, I, I'm 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 sorta of hard to shut up at times. But you know I, <laughs> I you know it, it I'm trying to find the words here.
0: You want me to find them for you?
2: Please do. I I, <laughs> I, I don't even know what else to say. <laughs>
0: Well, I, I, you know what? A lot of people, if, if, for those that are listening and for those that are going to, I mean, we know that people are going to go back and listen to the show. We know that. That happens all the time. But just where you are, just where you are right now, I believe Trisha was saying that where, where you are right now, you need to have a relationship with God for yourself. You need to know who you are because if you don't know who you are, the world will label you. The world will define you and tell you who you are if you don't know. And that's a sad situation. And what I get from uh Tricia's speaking tonight was you have to know you. You have to figure out where you want to go and what you want to do. And if you don't know those things, you're just going to fall for anything. Mhm. And who better to, to to speak about this than than her? I mean, she was tried in in, in just probably about every way that a woman could, you know, have gone through something. And there's so many women out there, uh, you know, we said earlier that that want a family, that want to have that husband, that want to become uh, a a pastor, a minister in, in the church and do great things. But they're afraid to start. They're afraid to start. But there's mm-hmm. strength. You have strength. And God gives that to you. You just have to work and pull from it and not try to live off of someone else. You're going to have to stand for yourself.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Trish, g- give us a couple of words. We've got about four minutes left in the show. I want you to give out your contact information and then give us a couple of words.
1: Okay. Okay. Um... I can, well, first let me put in a plug for our ministry. Changed for Life Outreach, we are, we just moved to a new location, as a matter of fact. Our address is 1976 Flat Shoals Road in Atlanta, Georgia. We are near, if you're uh, familiar with the Atlanta area, we are uh, at Flat Shoals and I-20, just um, on the other side of Fayetteville Road. Um, if you're in the Atlanta area our women we get together every Monday night, uh at seven fifteen and we look at we just get into the word of God. And it's not me standing up with the mic. We we sitting down in a circle, got our books, got our notepads, and we're just really looking at scripture, looking at women in scripture, and, and scripture that affects women to make it real for us today. Looking at our issues, what's going on? How can I use this word to to apply to my life? We do that every Monday at seven fifteen, and then every fourth Saturday. At 11 o'clock, we have what I call for real women. That's where we just sit around and we just talk about issues, stuff that's going on, stuff that's affecting women. We're not pulling out the Bible. We're not pulling out Scripture. We're just talking about real stuff, issues, what's going on in your life. And, you know, it's so amazing every time that we meet how the women are able to open up and to talk about what's going on in their lives and, and we encourage one another. And it, it never fails that what what one woman is going through, that there's somebody in that room that has gone through that same thing and is able to pray with that woman and to give her testimony, and it's so uplifting and encouraging. So if you're in the Atlanta area, come out and join us. Uh, You can go to our website. It's www.changedforlifeoutreach.org. It has all our contact information on how to get to us. I know we were going to be talking about walking in victory tonight. Um, perhaps, I, can, I you know, he said get your pad and pencil, but I was ready. I had everything written out for you. So we'll have to come <laughs> back another time because you were going to be writing definitions and everything. But just, you know, talking about walking, I will say right now, just walking in victory, what we need to do is really there's so many cliches and things that we talk about that it's become a cliché. And, you know, when we talk about walking in victory, we talk about really conquering and trying, being triumphant, you know, in, 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 in our daily lives, in our walk with God. And I just want to say, you know, as believers and especially new believers, you know, we, it's so important that we get to the place where we are actually overcoming, where we are actually walking in that victory. And I wish I had time to get into it. Uh, so you're going to have to have me back so we can get yeah, in, yeah. really into it. But just, you know, just know, just know that um, it's, it's a process. Don't get tripped up because you mess up. Don't get tripped up because you make a declaration, I'm going to walk in victory, and then two days later you've fallen down. Guess what? Get back up. Don't don't stay down, and the more you get up, you'll find that you will be walking in victory because, as the Bible says, it's not about the swift or the strong, but it's the one who can stand until the end. So just continue to stand. Even if you fall, get up and stand. Keep moving forward. Don't look back, because when you look back, you can't move forward, and God cannot use you. You are gifted. You have a purpose. You have a destiny. You just got to stick with it and allow God to use you.
2: Amen. And with that being said, you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. We thank you for joining us tonight. We thank you so much, Miss Banks, for joining us and just giving us a word that everybody could use and that everybody needed. And, again, we thank all of our listeners. We ask you to please go on the website and listen to the show. Send it out to your friends, all my Facebookers. We love you, my MySpace friends. We'll see you later. Good evening. God bless you all. And I'll catch you all on Twitter. Good night.